Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to Armchair Expert. Boy, do we have a big fat guest today. And I don't mean fat in the shape of the guest. I mean in the star power, the legendary comedian, an idol of mine, Will Ferrell is here today. Holy smokes, what a call to get Rob that he was open to doing this podcast. That's a big one. It was a big one. Of course, you know Will Ferrell from Anchorman, Talladega Nights, Blades of Glory, and of course, arguably top three best Saturday Night Live performers of all time. I mean, he's just a beast. I worship him. And then on top of it, just a sweet son of a gun. Now, here's for the bad news. That was the good news. Will Ferrell's here. Miniature Mouse again. Okay, she's um she's out of town. I was out of town, of course, for something not fun. She's out of town for something fun. So there won't be a fact check immediately, but we are going to record a fact check and then we'll slap it on there. Another reminder, we still have tickets for Cleveland, Detroit, and Chicago. If you want to get tickets to see us live, things kick off uh, June 21st, then the 23rd, then the next weekend. I don't even know what date that is. 28th in Chicago. 28th in Chicago. We'd love to see you and to party hard with you. Bob is going to be in attendance. He is going to rock the shit out of each one of these venues. It's going to be a blast. So if you want to get tickets for that, go to www.armchairexpertpod.com and you can follow a link to get tickets. Please enjoy the master. Bill Farrell. Okay, when did paying someone back become social media? What do you mean? Well, let's just say I'm a weirdo and I want to be messy and see what you're up to, like who you're hanging with. I can just stalk your pay app and find out what you're doing. I knew you did that. <laughs> no, I did not do that. I don't do that. I use Apple Cash. It's built into your iPhone, easy and secure. You can send and receive money right in messages and keep it between friends and then use that money any place Apple Pay is accepted. Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? Monica, please keep it in the chat. Services are provided by Green Dot Bank, member FDIC, terms apply. We are supported by Uber Eats. Spring is here, and now you can get almost anything you need for your sunny days delivered with Uber Eats. What do we mean by almost? Well, you can't get a well-groomed lawn delivered, but you can get chicken parmesan delivered. A cabana? That's a no. But a banana? That's a yes. A nice tan? Sorry, no. But a box fan? Happily, yes. A day of sunshine? No. A box of fine wines? Yes. Uber Eats can definitely get you that. Get almost, almost anything delivered with Uber Eats. Order now. Alcohol in select markets, product availability may vary by region. See app for details. He's an armchair expert. Now, how are you on the temperature in here? I'm good. Are you sure? sure. Is yeah. it getting too chilly for you? No, no, no. You it was can a little use warm. Blank. I run hot. You do run yeah. hot. That yeah. doesn't shock me at all. Yeah, I run hot. I'm going to tell you, I'm doing. In a fact, that's the. Do you ever have the junket moment mm. where you break out into flop sweat? I don't, but I've witnessed it in okay. a, on a lot of co-stars. Yes. Yeah, and it, I've had that moment where, for whatever reason. <laughs> something was asked uh, and it was like <laughs> oh like you it generally know, was motivated triggered. by or i got too excited i'm yeah. doing a cr fun, really funny bit sure and i'm like god i'm sweating like a pig right well there's now. a tremendous amount of lighting in a very small room yes. to start with you're in a, basically a hotel so room. i always have to do the pre thing of like can you just chill it down to like 60 open up the two degrees mm. help yeah. me out yeah. here yeah yeah now nowadays the cameras you but could you film those in the dark but you don't you 
I'm okay with the sweating oh, in general. Okay. okay. But, but what I've observed in others, and yeah. I, I imagine it's the same with you. Yeah. Once it starts, you're, it's done. Oh, no, right? I gotta it, shut it down. <laughs> yeah. There's no stopping it. I gotta walk it, right? around the block. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you'd have to like sit in a tub of ice or something to yeah. stop it. And then the makeup artist comes in with the cold towel on the back of the neck, and yeah. everyone's like, "Are you okay? Are you are, and are you, you sick? Are you ever putting like paper towel in your armpits I or anything?" Quite go, and then they're like, "Do you want to take off your jacket?" And I'm like, "Nope, <laughs> I've sweated through the shirt." <laughs> yeah, for sure. So, uh, yeah. Well, look, that that hasn't happened to me, but occasionally I will. If I work out hard enough and it starts. It is really hard to get the horse back in the barn. Yep. Like I will then go to work and I find I'm just sweating no, all I've, for the next hour and a half. I've had the workout quickly into the shower, get ready for the event. Yeah. And I can't stop. So I always have to like make sure there's a half hour buffer. Sure. Because there's nothing worse than you get out of the shower. Right. You, you, you dry off. You're like, yeah. okay, I'm dry. And then you get in front of the mirror and maybe brush your teeth and you notice I'm wet again. Yeah. And yeah, then you realize, yeah, yeah. oh, that's me. Yeah. Mm. I got all the water yeah. off. Yes. So. Yes. Okay, let me just tell you a couple things. Okay. We'll more. introduce our oh, guest. Bill Farrell's yes. here. Welcome, yeah. welcome, William Farrell. Thank you. Thank you. Is I'm that your dog? <laughs> Is that a portrait of your dog? I 100% guessed in my head that you would have some opinion about this dog. Yay. I had a couple thoughts about you before you got here, and one of them was... Okay. You're going to notice this dog, yeah. and you're going right to feel the way gate. I do. Does that not make you feel wealthy? And Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's a very, very aristocratic. Yes. It's yeah. pastoral. Mas Mastiff, I believe. Sure, or, or a Dane of some a, sort. A great Dane, but it's profile. It's so handsome. It's so handsome. There's a Greek Roman club. Yeah, this, that's a little bit. Um, <laughs> On the right side uh, of the portrait. Well, yeah, that is in incongruent. This doesn't oh. match I, that the Roman reason why, I mean, I was drawn to it because it's directly over your head. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> sure. Do you do that <laughs> no. for Machiavellian purposes? No. I promise like, you. To lord over your guest? I promise you I have only altruistic <laughs> thoughts and motives with this thing. Okay. I moved into this house 13 years ago. I was I lived by myself. I just broke yep. up with a girlfriend of nine years. I was like, I'm going to decorate. Yeah. And I found this and old found gal that one. on the internet and then it has a yeah. matching one that's a, oh, a, where, a stately whippet. He didn't make it. He didn't make it. Oh, no. I should yeah. bring it, though, because it's kind of a pair. And it's a whippet. But oh, again, okay. what I think of when I see this is you see yeah. in the background, there's acreage upon acreage. Oh, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I'm just noticing that now. Rolling hills. Yes. yes. It's I, And I have this fantasy about like the English Where, countryside yeah, and absolutely. how I would feel living there with a dog Except like this. with the Greek column. Yeah. I know. Yeah. Yes. Somebody got a little carried away when they were painting. The, I, I'm drawn to it also because <laughs> there was a moment where my wife and I had three dogs uh -huh. and we had this amazing photo of all three of them in just kneeling and it looked like they had posed themselves uh-huh and i was like oh wait a minute there was a place down in the west village that was pet portraits oh okay it was a little shop and i was like i'm gonna get the dogs painted <laughs> by a professional <laughs> sure and give that to viv for her birthday that's a great idea right yeah. and so we went and checked it out and i was like I was thinking I'm just going to give her a photo and you just, right? right? She's yeah. like, no, I need to sit with oh, the dogs. That's not going to happen. <laughs> I need to visit with them. Oh, I need to, I need to see what their personalities are like. It was like a wow. three month process. And I'm like, oh, wow. I'm not going to so do it. So she was, yeah. So <laughs> instead 
I was working on something and we got set decorator. There you go. To paint it. And she wasn't that thrilled with it. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't capture no. what that other person would have. Yeah. yeah, you needed the personality. I know, I, and I blew it. Yeah. I should have gone to the professional well, she was like, in the uh, West Village. So now back to this okay. thing. Okay, yeah. so it was yet another red flag for Kristen because I had a bunch of photos of myself from movies, right? And then I had these two dogs, right? And sh and yet I don't Me I, meaning the the this the, picture the behind picture. me. Okay. Yeah. yeah. No real dogs. No real dogs. No, no real okay. dogs. No, and no. she said, the only art you have in your yeah. house is these two dogs. Right, right. And do, do you have a dog? And I was like, no, I don't understand having dogs. And, and truly, I didn't understand yeah. the concept of like, well, there's an animal that lives outside. Let's get it in the house. Right, right. And let's be, you Become know, develop a relationship. Friends. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And to no. the point where they will sleep in my bed with me. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I now get it because she has lots of yeah. dogs and, and now I understand it. But at the time, it seemed See, I reasonable. It. I always got it. You did. Yeah. To me, I was like, have a chimpanzee. Right. Like, like well, I didn't understand. <laughs> like, yeah, just, that's the same. Just have an animal <laughs> right. in your home. Like, yeah, have an yeah, animal yeah, yeah. in your home. Yeah. Did you have it's dogs different. growing up then? We had one dog for like a year that we had to give away. I was going to save this story to like midway when I wanted yeah. Will to cry. Oh, sorry. Yeah, what was this that dog's story. name? Daisy. Oh, boy. Oh, here it comes. <laughs> oh, shit, the floodgates are opening. <laughs> oh, no. What kind of, was Daisy a mutt? Daisy was a mutt. Yeah. <laughs> Daisy. <laughs> Why does that make it more, that makes it more emotional that it was a mutt. Daisy. Yeah. It was when my folks were still together uh -huh. and dad, musician on the road, Brought a dog home. Oh, that's interesting. And then hit the road. Oh, oh really? Wow. The untrained dog <laughs> in a two-bedroom apartment. Oh, yeah. With uh, like in his stead, he put yeah, a right. Dog and there. so we had Daisy, uh -huh. and it just wasn't working. Yeah. And your mom was like, "Thank, thanks so much. <laughs> I now have these two kids and the dog. And you're well. How many dates are you gonna be out on the road right. again? Right. That's such a guy thing to do. B pretty much. Yeah. And then it just. Daisy found a new home. So I, I, in fact, I should get some more intel. Sure. I'm gonna call. I'm gonna ask my mom next time. This I is like what exactly happened to Daisy. We can fact check it. I fact check these episodes so yeah. at the end. I'll call your mom <laughs> and I'll find out. Yeah. Okay. Now I I remember them because I'm obsessed with you. But I do remember all the times we've ever bumped into each other, <laughs> for sure. And I remember most of the conversations we had while we bumped into each other. Okay. And the first was, I momentarily was represented by Jimmy Miller, right. your longtime manager. Yes. We love Jimmy Miller. Yes. Yes. And he brought me to the set of Semi-Pro. And I met you there. Which I was just at one of the March Madness games yesterday. Oh, you were? And I dug up the Flint Tropics <gasps> warm-up jacket. Oh, you did? To wear. Oh. Because Michigan was one of the teams, and I wore my little Flint hat because Flint Tropics and, yeah. let's face it, Flint's yeah. gotten the short end of the stick. Yeah. yeah. And they still don't have clean drinking water. They don't. But no one really cared. They didn't they care? No, not really. Well, let me add this. But it doesn't though, matter. You, this is a little bit, though, like going to the inauguration of a president and you were upset. I mean, there, a, a very big event was happening. Like, this wasn't game 83 in the NBA schedule, and everyone was, like, looking around the it audience. It is mid-tournament, though. It's not that huge. It's not the sweet. It's a, it, it was a sweet 16. Anyway, so you and came to Semi-Pro. I came to Semi-Pro. Even prior to that, yeah. Arnett and I had done a movie together. Yeah, right. You guys did the, and he the was prison in, break movie. Yeah, that flatters me. You know that. And, and you guys had already done Blades of yeah. Glory. And so 
he was my only conduit to you. Okay. So when he got back from the movie, I'm like, what's he like? What's this guy? Tell me, is, is he as happy as he seems? He's like, he really is. He's like the nicest guy. And I was like, well, oh, that's Arnett. Yeah. That's I good. said, no, it's a terrible Arnett. <laughs> that's pretty good. 416 horsepower to suck this dick. <laughs> Um, you, thought, be you thought 416 was good. We topped it. 612 horsepower. The car can't even move. <laughs> so anyways, um, you know, I went there and I met you and I was just amazed with how kind you are. Most comedians I know, myself included, yeah. it's, it's dicey bit, personality right, right, types, right? right? Sure. Yep. Usually a lot of addiction, you know, yeah, we yeah. see a lot of our yeah. peers, myself right. included. You are such an enigma to me that you're... <laughs> Well-adjusted. I'm, I'm, I, I have to imagine you hate this, but I got to get it out of the way. Right, right, right. You're my favorite comedian. I, I worship you. You're so fucking perfect in everything you've done. I, I couldn't like you more. It's like you and Bill Murray... Thanks. Should be holding this dog behind me in this photo. That's I how wish. much I that like should you. be the next portrait. <laughs> now, with that said, I've yeah. always been perplexed by you're always the butt of the joke. You're friendly yeah. as all hell. You've been married and with the same gal for right. 23 years. Yep. yep. I think you drink the perfect amount from what I've gathered about you. Yeah, I yeah, asked yeah. everyone I yep. know about you. Like, how many beers does he drink? I, I think he drank five. Yep. And I'm like, oh, that's the perfect number. He got a little drunk. I leave just <laughs> in time. Yeah. 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 Uh, uh, did I gather all the right info? Is yeah, that, yeah, yeah. That, that describes you, right? Yeah. How do you do it? What is the, <laughs> what is the secret? It's You're an enigma. Yeah. I know. I've been asked this a fair amount. The lack of the dark comedian mm -hmm. stereotype, you know. Right. I've struggled with coming up with a succinct answer that kind of sums it up. I think I'm predisposed to, if I'm in a bad mood, I wake up the next day and think to myself, who cares? Uh -huh. It's going to be fine. Yeah. I've all, so I'm predisposed to that, number right. one. Number two, it, it doesn't mean I haven't had a chip on my shoulder. Okay, and, good. That helps. And uh, <laughs> it does. It, it, which is, you know, fueled wanting to do a George Bush one man show. You know, it doesn't mean I don't mind satirically poking people in the eye. Well, that's true. So, yeah. So that I enjoy, but I'm, I mean, I'm not on social media and I'm not on Twitter and like, hey. Well, you've done a really artful job of. And I'd say my wife does this really well, too, which is you certainly have opinions, but you've done it in a way that, in my opinion, has not alienated people and has not been yeah. overtly polarizing, yeah. which I believe personally is the way to go because people's yeah. ears are still open to you. Right, right, right. Yeah. You know? No, no. I'd rather do it through action, do it through the work. Story. Than, yeah. Yeah. When we were on the show, when we were doing Saturday Night Live, I never wanted to meet the people I played, just to be perfectly clean about it. Exactly. Because, yeah, because if you, <clears throat> I, I, I would imagine in particular, <clears throat> hold on, I had a trachea. Oh, did, you, did you really? No. Oh, I, well, you, we didn't have to do the podcast. I had it. We did. No, we, we did. did. Oh, okay. Yeah, when Will Ferrell calls, you, you know, <laughs> tracheotomy or not, no, you show up. You get out of the hospital room <laughs> and you I show up. I would imagine the person you would have been most susceptible to yeah. would, would have been George W. Bush. Yeah. Even though you, I, did, you, I did meet him one time. You did? After the show? Oh, I met him during his inaugural, his, that first campaign when he was still just governor. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah. Because here's my anecdotal thing yeah. about him. I've never met him. I, of course, felt politically the way you did when he was president. Yeah, right. 
But I went to a, a hotel in Africa with my wife yeah. and kind of manager of this place um, from Africa. He, he's kind of going through like some of the different people that have stayed there. Like Bill Gates had rented the whole thing, blah, blah, blah. And he said, you know who the nicest person who's ever come here was? Yeah. George Bush. Huh. Yeah. Every night he stayed up at the campfire with all the workers and yep. just told stories. And yep. the, I'm telling you, the friendliest no, guy I've, that's I've ever all I've met. I've ever heard too. Yeah. Yeah. So I have to assume that that that's yeah. he's just a really yeah. nice guy, yeah, yeah, probably. Yeah. It, but uh, what's what's part two of my answer here? The the other th thing, I've always had a unique perspective because of my father's work in entertainment as a musician who basically worked for 30, 40 years doing kind of the mid-level, mm -hmm. you know, from nightclubs to big shows and this and that. What instrument you know, did he play? Uh, piano and saxophone, and but like, and having steady work, but then also after school one day, well, I'm not working at the so-and-so place. What happened? Yeah. They are going in a new direction. Got to find a new job. And I, yes. I saw the mercurial up and down nature of what we all do. Yes. And so it set this thing of, okay, this is a total crapshoot. I do like making my friends laugh in high school because I think that's where we all came from yeah. originally. Yeah. We could make our friends laugh. That's right. And I'm going to give it a try. I went to college yeah. thinking I would be normal, but then I kept going, no, I want to try this. But I'm not going to stress too much if it doesn't work out. But I never have coveted. I don't know why. You haven't. I've had moments where I'm like, shit, that was funny. Wow. How'd they think of that? Yes. That's crazy. But I haven't been like, oh, <laughs> right. Don't bring their name up to me. <laughs> not in this no, house. Not, no way. There's good versions of and bad versions, yeah. right? Like I, yeah. I'm a big fan of Will Forte's. Yes. And, well, you obviously must be too, because yeah. you were on Last Man on Earth too. Yep. He but, was on here and said very nice things about you yeah, as well. Of course. Oh, yeah, of course. But yeah, that's a show where- Oh, I, how dare he- there, there, there's <laughs> another, <laughs> yeah, another feather in your cap. Woo! I'll find the person who thinks yeah, you're you'll, a prick. You'll, you'll yeah, find I'll scour this you know, earth. It's, uh, <laughs> it's the still photographer on Elf. <laughs> sure, sure. Uh, true story. <laughs> true story. <clears throat> but so uh, I was gonna say though, I chose to, and I don't want to project, but Here I kind of chose Here to define myself in opposition of my dad. Oh. Like okay. I kind of assessed the way he was running his show, right? And I was almost like, I'm going to do the opposite of that. Yeah, I, I I could see where I would have adopted your point of view. Yeah, out of like, well, I don't want to go down that road. I'm I don't want to I don't want to live on the highs and lows of all this. Right, and right, constantly right. be right. emotionally yeah yeah controlled by yeah, this pursuit. Yeah. So I, I, maybe you had a warning sign. Yeah. Well, he actually gave me the best kind of Is advice. he alive? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, great. Yeah. Okay. He's waiting in the car. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> he, <laughs> he, when I kind of, we had coffee one day way back when, when I kind of said, so dad, I think I'm going to go for this comedy thing. And uh, any advice? And he was like, well... And if you read this on paper, if this was on a plaque, yeah. it'd be the least inspirational thing you could ever <laughs> read or hear. But in the moment, it took all the pressure off trying to succeed. So, because he had, at that point, I was in the Growlings and he had seen me perform. And he's yeah. like, if it was based solely on talent, I wouldn't worry about you. I, I really think yeah. there's something there. 
but it's, there's so much luck. There is so much luck. Oh, it's so true. And if you find yourself going down the road, just give yourself permission to quit and mm. don't feel bad about it. Oh, wow. If you get down the road and you're a couple years in, five years in, whatever, and you're just like, oh, it's just not happening. It's okay. You can turn it around, figure out something else to do with your life, and you won't be a failure. It'll be the next chapter. Yeah. And for some reason... Oh, yeah. Permission that, to fail exactly. from your dad is I was huge. Like, well, this is probably not going to happen. Right. So I'm just going to, you know, it's that it's the baseball analogy. I use this a lot. This is the baseball analogy of like, you know, baseball players, if you hold the bat too hard, mm -hmm. <laughs> you'll never hit it. But if you hold it too loose, it's going to fly out of your hand. So they hold it just with the right amount of grip. So I was just like, oh, just be loose with the bat and just have fun. And luckily, there was some luck. So, That's kind of similar yeah. to, and I assume someone told it to me and I've said it to other people, yeah. but it's kind of similar to this thing I've said when people are like, I'm thinking about doing it. What do you think? Yeah. I say, if Don't. it's, <laughs> I say you're not talented. This is a terrible <laughs> idea. No, I say, which uh, is what apparently David Letterman, that's what he would say. Oh, really? When people ask, I, I saw, oh. he was like, don't it's it's super hard <laughs> and you have to be a but, genius and he was kind of he was kind of being serious he's like i had to you know i worked at the comedy store for 10 years before i was anyone yeah it's super hard it's gotten harder and and besides i don't want the competition oh and wow so, but he was like <laughs> that would be kind of his advice his go-to <laughs> yeah mine but, was if you'd be happier failing at this than succeeding yeah. at something else yeah then yeah. do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But what, anyway. what's interesting, though, is I wonder if you connected this because your parents got divorced when you were eight? I think so. Roughly around, the, yeah. And you also have said that third grade was like the pivotal year of your life where you discovered yeah. you were really funny. Yeah. And yeah. could make people laugh. <laughs> third grade, yeah. But have you connected the yeah. dots that you're eight in third grade? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I was going to say, one of the things that really appealed to me about being funny mm -hmm. was it was a tiny little sliver of my day that I had control of. Oh, okay. Like yeah. the rest of the stuff was very chaotic. Yeah. The house yeah. was chaotic. The right, stepdads right, right. were terrible. Yeah, yeah. But I would have these interactions yeah. and I could take the reins and I, yeah. I could control the outcome. Okay. Like the outcome would be someone's laughing and happy. Yeah. And I was very drawn to that kind yeah. of control. Yeah. I, I mean, it obviously was a mechanism to get love. Right. right. In, yeah. In a, in a space in my life where it was feeling unstable. Mm -hmm. Right. But my existence at home was, uh, I lived kind of a chaotic existence in the sense that dirty clothes everywhere. Uh-huh. <laughs> just messy Marvin. Uh-huh. And... You had a younger brother? Have yeah, a younger, I have a younger brother. He's also in the car. But here's but here's where it once again doesn't connect to the stereotype. So you would think, though, divorce, great technique to make friends, mm -hmm. feel acceptance. Yeah. You would think class clown. Right. No, really good student. Uh-huh. Loved my schoolwork. Yes. Loved turning things in. But that was probably mom was a too. But mom mom yeah. was a teacher as well, yeah, though, right? Yeah, but wasn't, was never, in fact, I talked with my with my mom about this endlessly about our own kids and like how do you motivate them right? i go yeah i go mom correct me if i'm wrong but i don't feel like you ever were <laughs> like did you do she goes i never asked you guys to do your homework once i'm I like know. why were we motivated then she's like a single mom working a bunch of jobs i didn't have time right and i think 
you guys either took it upon yourselves or maybe I intimated that you'll kind of create your own path. There'll be consequences if you don't or whatever. But yeah, I was just always motivated to turn my stuff you, in and you, do well. But you, you must have liked the approval of the teachers. That, yeah. In the pets sure. and the yep. uh, and yeah. all that from yep. them, right? Yeah. That could be a big motivator, that could be it too. especially if again I had the best mom on the planet. Yeah, but she also was not around a ton. I mean, yeah, she yeah, she was yeah, so yeah. busy trying to yeah. take care of three of us, right? Right. That like, yeah, I was pretty starving for some adult approval. Yeah. Because yeah. so, so it could be that it could also be like I'm assuming you didn't grow up in a palatial estate with a divorce single we, mom you remember the show silver spoons oh yeah absolutely yeah. oh you had a train we had a train through oh the living room God. oh wow <laughs> we well now i really train. don't know why you did anything <laughs> <laughs> you should have just stayed in that we, house that and an alf came up recently okay and yes i was watching a repeat of alf the other day <laughs> it was one of those where i, I just inexplicably landed on alf uh-huh sure sure i was like <laughs> I gotta see this through here. <laughs> yes, and Alf <laughs> it involved the FBI, and they thought that someone in the cast was a secret agent. Mm -hmm. So they were monitoring, and then at some point, Alf is on a two-way radio with a voice actor impersonating Ronald Reagan. Oh my goodness! And Alf is giving him a sentimental speech where they literally bring in strings oh wow about how uh so it must have been at the height cold of the cold war, war mm. how you know let's mm. put our differences aside and let's well he, really, he's an alien from another planet right he knows about let's, being different. let's really reach across the aisle with our <laughs> you know we're all humans we got to yes. share this planet uh -huh. and it was like well elf you bring up a good point <laughs> maybe we should just <laughs> stop and smell the roses <laughs> and, uh, i was like this is incredible Meanwhile, a man is w doing the voice and working that puppet. Yeah. That, that's also, the next time you stumble across it, I okay. hope it's before the title sequence because they shoot off the set in the title sequence and it stayed. It's it, their, their title sequence for seven years. Oh, they're on an actress just, and then the, the, the fucking camera goes up, up and you see lights and uh, <laughs> and they uh, never scaffolding. It. No, they left it in. Because someone's like, no one's going to notice. Right. And, and largely, we don't have no time to reshoot it. It can't be done. Speaking of people inside of suits, I was just at the LA Kings hockey game. Uh huh. And uh, they have a mascot called Bailey, who's a lion. Okay. King of the jungle, right? Uh huh. King. Doesn't make sense. You know, oh, LA Kings. He's, oh. he's the king of the. Yeah, but doesn't that, make sense. No. But he's a lion, and I was there doing because uh, Ron Burgundy helped commentate during the Kings game. Okay, great. So I'm dressed as Ron Burgundy, <laughs> and of course. <laughs> In the five-minute walk it takes to get f from the bowels of the stadium up into the broadcast booth, they have a camera on you the whole time, oh, social gosh. media, everything mm -hmm, like that. Mm -hmm. And I've got Bailey behind uh, me. Oh, my and God. And just, just, <laughs> just up my ass, just like, sure, like sure. hard chart, just like full Bailey. Yeah. And, you know. They're so demonstrative, yeah, because they yeah. never speak, right? Right, it's all they got is their hands. Fist bump, uh huh. What's up with the hands? Tons of high fives, tons of high fives, yeah. double high fives. And then I'd made a disparaging comment to Bailey, like, <laughs> Bailey, back off, my friend. And a big, like, hey, <coughs> let me breathe, uh, yeah. And so he's following me all around. And then we stop and take a photo. And finally, there's this little meek voice from inside of Bailey's head. 
You're the best. Oh, oh. oh. Bailey spoke. Oh, oh my wow. Gosh. For you. Because you can and forget, right? You, you can, can forget. You buy into Bailey. Because we've all been to Disneyland. They're not allowed to ever yeah. break the fourth wall and speak. But all of a sudden, I just hear this voice. You're, you're the best. <laughs> <laughs> and, and do you have any water? Oh. <laughs> I have to take a break soon. <laughs> I'm only supposed to work 15 minutes at a time. <laughs> anyway. Oh, uh, wow. Uh, uh, but back to... It was a two-bedroom apartment. It was a two-bedroom <laughs> apartment. That's where we go. The park, circle park all the way West, back. Park West Apartments. Right. So that's, <laughs> that's kind of where we grew up. And when you were a kid, no, did you dude. covet wealth? Did you like fantasize? Oh, like, great that, question. That's why that show to me, Silver Spoons, was yeah. so appealing. Yeah. Like I coveted wealth. Yeah. I, I think the fantasy of all your troubles would be gone. That's right. Yeah. Gone would be the days of going to South Coast Plaza Mall and just staring at the toys through the window going, mm -hmm. oh, someday I'm going to get all of the Micronauts, yes. not just the one. Yes. But once again, some sort of innate practical chip in my brain where I was like, I just like to live in a modest house. Okay. And in fact, I remember, I remember once in school, this would be, this would be later on, like in high school. I, and I don't even know what the class was, but the teacher was asking, what kind of car would you like to drive? I don't know what the exercise was in. Right. And people are like, Ferrari. Yeah. Yeah. Lamborghini. Porsche, this and that. And I was like, a Volvo. <laughs> <laughs> and the teacher's like, oh, Family man. And I was like, yeah, I guess so. Yeah. I, so anyway, that was... Also, s s yeah. starting early with a slight <laughs> obsession with Sweden. Can we acknowledge <laughs> oh, that right. too? Jeez, I didn't even... Like, I feel I didn't, like all roads yeah, for you are leading yeah, to yeah, Sweden. Yeah, yeah. Which we'll get so. to. Stay tuned for more Armchair Expert, if you dare. We are supported by BetterHelp. It feels like a lot has happened this year. It's barely even summer. We went to India for By George. We sure did. Lots to process already. Yeah. But even with so much going on, it's important to slow down. Take a minute to reflect on yourself and make adjustments. And if you need a little help with that, I can't recommend therapy enough. We are both in therapy. We are. We proselytize all the time. Talk about it every day. Couldn't function without it. If you want to give therapy a try, check out BetterHelp. It's entirely online and designed to be convenient and flexible. All you have to do to get started is fill out a brief questionnaire. Plus, you can switch therapists whenever for no additional charge. So take a moment for yourself. Visit BetterHelp.com slash DAX today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp. H-E-L-P dot com slash Dax. Okay, when did paying someone back become social media? What do you mean? Well, let's just say I'm a weirdo and I want to be messy and see what you're up to, like who you're hanging with. I can just stalk your pay app and find out what you're doing. I knew you did that. <laughs> no, I did not do that. <laughs> I don't do that. I use Apple Cash. It's built into your iPhone, easy and secure. You can send and receive money right in messages and keep it between friends and then use that money any place Apple Pay is accepted. Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? Monica, please keep it in the chat. <laughs> Services are provided by Green Dot Bank, member FDIC, terms apply. We are supported by Rocket Money. Now, if anyone has listened to more than two episodes of this show, I bet you would know 
that I can't stand subscription. And I think my they primary- They get away from us. They do. Yeah. My primary complaint about subscriptions is I forget that I have them. I don't even use them anymore. And then quitting them is nearly impossible. It really is. <laughs> now, this is where Rocket Money comes in. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills so that you can grow your savings. With Rocket Money- you have full control over your subscriptions and a clear view of expenses. You can see all your subscriptions in one place and see if there's something you don't want. Rocket Money can help you cancel it within a few taps. Rocket Money will even try to negotiate lower bills for you. Yeah, this is wonderful. Uh, by 20%. 20%. All you have to do is submit a picture of your bill and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. They'll deal with customer service for you. What a blessing. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has saved a total of $500 million dollars in canceled subscriptions, saving members up to $740 a year when using all of the app's features. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash DAX. That's rocketmoney.com slash DAX. Rocketmoney.com slash DAX. Yes. So there's there's a bunch of really counterintuitive things about you. When, if you just become aware of you right. through watching you on Saturday Night Live, right. which I assume most people, that was their first impression right. of you right. and then the various movies. Yeah. To find out that you were an athlete, like a, mm -hmm. a really good athlete. In high school, you were the captain of the basketball team. Right. You were on the soccer team. You were the kicker of the football team. Whoa. Right. Don't these things surprise you, Monica? That's a lot of baseball, things. and not even. And don't they don't forget baseball. Oh, you were a great baseball player well, too. I'm, you were good. I, I was. I was good. You're on the team. I was on the team. Varsity team, probably right. I hit 380. Oh my gosh, right? that's wow. phenomenal. Yeah, 18 hits. My senior year had 18 hits and 18 strikeouts. So I'd either get a hit or I'd strike out. You go for the gold, oh, right? You only were, got one mode. They were all full singles. throttle. They were all singles. <laughs> they were all singles. <laughs> and I don't yeah. say that that's shocking. For any other reason than, mm -hmm. like, generally the funny person, kind of counterintuitive. Isn't necessarily athletic. Yeah, and I do think all these things kind of end up... Were you, you an athlete at all? I was, like, the alternative athlete. I skateboarded, I snowboarded. Okay, yeah. I, I, um, but not school sports. Not school. I only yeah. played one school sport in junior high. Did you make basketball. fun of school sports? Well, in my town, see, I grew up in Michigan, and I think it's a little different than Irvine. From what I can see from California high schools, people right. are just generally kind of nicer to each other. <laughs> you know, like we have a good friend who was pretty openly gay, and he was the homecoming king, and we're okay. the same age, right, you know, right, and he was right, an right. athlete and accepted and that, by that. That would have been a oh, dicey situation. Could, could, no, couldn't, couldn't have even attended our high school. Gotcha. <clears throat> you know, would gotcha. have been driven out. Yep. Also, the jocks... Were the jocks in the most 50s outsidersy way. way. Yeah. Right. <clears throat> so, yes. They I were the kings of the school. They were the kings, kings of the yeah. school. Yep. So, I just want to I want to say that, like, my my perceptions of jock, yeah. quote, jocks, gotcha. it's just a little, it's probably yeah. skewed yeah, yeah. wrong More. to where I'm from. Felt life yeah. or death. Yeah. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> but you were this, <clears throat> I think these weird yeah. things do, they come full circle in your life in that. You're a team member all the yeah, time. always. And that's why I loved SNL. Yeah. Because of the ensemble. <clears throat> Once again, absolute serendipity the moment that I got put on that show because it was an entire group of people as opposed to the piecemeal one at a time. Yes. Uh, Coming into like this established hierarchy exactly. and trying to find your... And in a low ebb for the show... 
it was it was very much a sink or swim moment, which we didn't really understand. It was just like let's just go have fun, but all pulling for each other. And yeah, yeah. And I I also made a, a very clear thing to the writers, which was not was it calculated? I don't think. I mean, maybe a little bit, mm-hmm. but also I really felt it was because I kept. I kept seeing other cast members say no to small parts and sketches. Like, I'm oh, not going to do that. Uh-huh. And I, I double back and go, if you need a guy to, to deliver the pizza yeah. and say two lines, yeah, I'll do it. Yeah, I, I even love those small things because I think I can get a laugh sure. off of the two, you know. And I, I could see the calculus of the show that you didn't need to score every week. In fact... Kevin Nealon, of all people. Oh, one of my favorites. One of the great, he saw me at one of the parties that first season and uh, in a very Kevin Nealon way, he's like, you're, uh, you're funny. I like you. <laughs> uh-huh. And uh, tall guys do well on the show. Oh. And uh, <clears throat> just remember, you don't have to uh, score every week. Just, if you get to the end of the season, you look back and there are 10 moments. Right. Uh, you had a great year. Yeah. I was like, oh, you're right. And I would also learn that a lot of times that one line you had in the one sketch is the one thing someone comes up to you on the street and says. For sure. So, but but also too, sincerely loving watching the other cast get laughs and, and right. enjoying all of that. So, But the team thing. Not being a stand-up, like right? starting comedy in, in improv. You, you've, got a, you've got that small piece of real estate. Yes. And, uh, and knowing that from when I tried stand-up, I was like, <laughs> yeah. oh, geez, this is a it's lonely <laughs> group of human beings. For yeah. the most part. <laughs> yes, yes. For the most part. Everyone's pretty unhappy pretty backstage. Pretty unhappy. And to be an, uh, <clears throat> an Again, it's yeah, tricky well, ass to me. You know what, though? <coughs> You're doing great. Oh, thank you. I mean, you've only had two moments. There's a little blood in the back of my throat. <laughs> but they said that's normal. That's completely yeah. normal. It should the pass fact next that you're year. Ta- you're doing so much. <laughs> I'm pressing up. With, and you've only had two moments. I'm going to have to change the dressing in about 10 minutes, but I will go into the Is bathroom. That, oh, that's why that male nurse is just staring at us <laughs> yes, here. Yes, yes. Over here. But to, to be an improviser, yeah, you have to cooperate because yeah. you're so reliant yeah. on the other person right, right, right. that yeah. it does. I'm really grateful that that's how I came up as well, yeah. is that you you relied on each other so much. And if I recall, you're right out of the gates, your first episode, you had like three or four big sketch. Like cheerleaders was first episode, right? No. Oh, that gosh. was much later. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> I just remember going like, oh, he's no, no, really no. in this show. That's kind of a, a big moment because... I had a very heavy first show right out of the gate, which was super exciting. But one of the consistently negatively reviewed cast members after that first show. You were? Yes. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Really, really bad. This guy is the worst. Oh, really? And so you stumble across this stuff. Also, when you're brand new, you're 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 very curious. What are they saying? Yes. At first, it was like, oh... Doesn't feel so good. But then back to this disproving the theory of what we're talking about here, yeah. I just started laughing about it. And I just 
cut out every bad article and just pasted them on the walls of my office. Uh-huh. And it was one of those things called me most annoying newcomer. Oh, boy. So I made a plaque and I put uh-huh. it on my wall. Uh-huh. <laughs> I was like, so be it, you know. It, it yeah. probably was just a reaction to you coming out with so much and it going that, for it so hard. In <clears throat> clinical kind of analysis, I think I was in a lot of sketches where I just yelled. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> if you're so, just measuring yeah, the, yeah, the in, volume. In, in somewhat defense of the reviews. So that it's more of been, a decibel complaint. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, noise complaint. Exactly. But, well, but with athletics, though, came the love of the discipline of practice. Uh-huh. of showing up on time, of, you know, knowing the playbook, so to speak. Yeah. And that is why I loved doing that show as well. Yeah, and, and it becomes obvious, though, it, when, when you had the option to construct the kind of work life you wanted, you then did that. From, yeah. from at least from the outside, it appears that you've done that. You, you, you have a group that you're constantly coming back to. Whether it's you working with Adam or you mm-hmm. working with John C. Riley or yeah, yeah. And, and that to me seems to be like the biggest <clears throat> win out of all totally. the stuff you've got to do. Totally, you know, now kind of getting into the zone of like, oh, the things that I think are funny, are they still funny <laughs> right. to the outside world? Yeah, I don't know. Right. Uh, <laughs> well, also but, there's yeah. some history yeah. that comedians. Yeah. I can name the few that have made it to their. 70s and yeah, still right. stayed Stay, really right, funny right, right. and relevant like still and how you know that's what happens i don't know yeah because i've had this earlier theory on you that i want to run by you one was so you had a run of movies where they were pretty much set in other time periods yeah. right like yeah. ron burgundy mm-hmm. and then semi-pro right and then i don't know maybe it ends there <laughs> You had a, a run. Those two movies. Run you had this long two. stretch of two movies. Uh, <laughs> I'm trying to think. Well, when was Casa de Mi Padre set? Oh, that <laughs> was... Totally different uh, no, space-time continuum. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> but I had this kind of armchair theory about those two yeah. things. Was One is, don't you love kind of the cover fire of being able to play a different time period where you can explore like machismo... And basically misogyny in a very yeah. funny, it's like, it's a little bit more innocent. You you can't really make the yeah. jokes in our time period. No. And I, I think that it also probably uh, subconsciously is, is kind of playing on the nostalgia of being a kid from the seventies. Right. Too. Cause I, you know, now with this. I was trying, talking to my kids about it too. Like I was, I was asking my our oldest son who's in high school. I'm like, do you guys have like a show you guys all watch? Right. Do you guys have the one thing? And he was like, no, not really. Yeah, there's probably too much, right? Everyone to watches one. a bit of this and a bit of that mm-hmm. and listens to this person here and da, 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 and it's all a mishmash and they share it all. And I can ju- I remember having butterflies in my stomach waiting for Happy Days to come on, Uh Tuesday nights Uh at 8 p.m., followed by Laverne and Shirley. Now, that's such comfort food of knowing, get my homework done, and I'll watch Happy Days, followed by Laverne and Shirley. Saturday night, forget about it. Right. Love Boat, Fantasy Uh, Island. uh Uh-huh, buckle up. Those are (laughs) both hour long, right? uh, Yeah. Yeah. Two hours. Two hours. And And then the movies, too, themselves, right? There was like... 
eight big right. ones a year, and, and that's the ones you saw. <laughs> totally. But but going back into those time zones. Well, because yeah. the, the one thing I was thinking too is even when you're like you're new in the Growlings, right, and they're asking you to come up with characters, and at that time for me, I'm drawing from like an older brother mm-hmm. who had it over me. A boss I hated at California Pizza Kitchen. You know, like one of the things I think uh, potentially that's a problem with comedians and comedy is a lot of the fodder when you're young is like these people you have to deal with. They're teachers, they're bosses. And that starts to fall away. Yes. The pitfall is all of a sudden you're kind of the boss and you're not eating shit from somebody. So you're kind of running out of material. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, like, so, one of the yeah. theories I had was like, oh, I wonder if he's drawn to going back to a period where, like, he was still eating shit, you know? Like, <laughs> were you still, those guys ha- had yeah. some kind of power or control or no, something? No, I mean, you know, the Anchorman instance literally was from watching a special on Jessica Savage. So, she was one of the first female newscasters to go from... First of all, to break through on local news uh-huh. and then to ascend all the way to the network. Yeah. And had this tragic kind of where she actually, there's a famous clip of her. And it, you know, before this proliferation of cable news, one of the big breaks was when you got to do the live in between commercials on the network, you would read, it was like a minute of headlines. Oh, okay. And they'd break to you live and it'd be national. And she was drunk. Uh oh. Yeah. Oops. During and then had this, <laughs> and then that led to this tragic. She wrecked her car oh, and boy. died in a car. Oh, like that. oh wow. Yes. Wow. So it was this this horrible little. Anyway, outside of that, <laughs> Anchorman has nothing to do. With that. <laughs> her point was, I was watching a special on her whole life. Yeah. And one of the sound bites was the guy she used to work with in Philadelphia. Pittsburgh, who was still, even though he's retired, <laughs> spoke in a, a, a newscaster voice. Uh huh. And he was like, You have to remember, uh, back then I was a real male chauvinist pig. I, <laughs> I did not speak to Jessica. I did not like her. I did not like her company. And I made it known to her that this was going to be, you know, a tough road. And I was like, And he just owned it all. Yeah. Wow. And he, oh. he, I was like, Gosh, he's. He's been retired for 10 years. He still he still talks like this. Uh, and so I started thinking, oh, that'd be funny. A character who like, even in the grocery store is like, hello, how are you? Yes, uh, yes I'll take the, that carton of cigarettes. And, uh, um, and, and, then, and then I thought, oh, that would be funny. A comedy of the first female yeah. uh, to break through that male world. So it, it wasn't necessarily me thinking about the 70s as it was that yeah. storyline. But it is interesting because you, can you ever really be aware of why something is appealing? I don't know. Yeah. I like don't know. something is just funny to yeah, you. Yeah, That's right. why you go down the road. Right. You don't right. really spend a whole lot of time trying and to Casa figure out. And Casa Demi Padre is like, oh, just to have an, someone known in American comedy to speak Spanish for an entire movie. And did you speak, you spoke Spanish prior to that? You, no. Not, you didn't? Other than high school Spanish. Yeah. Okay. Wow. So, yeah, that was like a 23-day <laughs> fever dream. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. I would literally get picked up at 6 in the morning with the a translator with me. He would drive with me. Okay. And we would go over that day's, just in the car, 40, 45 minutes, yeah. just go through the scene. And then on the way home, he would drive back and we'd start the next day's work. Oof. 
And did you ever have moments while you're shooting it where you're just like, I can't, I can't do, someone's going to have to hold it in front of me? Like, there you, were did, a couple times. The, uh, the very first day of filming, uh, yeah. we had to start on a huge monologue. Oh, and boy. So we had cue cards ready. Okay. And I kind of used them, but then all of a sudden it started happening. Yeah. It was well, crazy. Well, but halfway through, I was like, why did I... Uh, why did I want to do this? <laughs> yes, this yes. Is so hard. You sure. This. Yeah. Yeah. And it's the same with the George Bush show. Every night I would be hanging in the raft, literally hanging, because the top of the show is that, if you remember, after the inauguration, the new incoming president comes in, they have the exit meeting, and then the outgoing first family is lifted in the marine helicopter right so i thought oh it'd be really funny let's mimic the helicopter is literally has taken him from the white house and is dropping him into the theater so i was on a wire <laughs> uh-huh repelling in repelling in <laughs> so i but so they take me up like two minutes before curtain and i'd be sitting up there literally hanging in a harness oh my going, goodness <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to do. I don't want to do this. <laughs> I. Why did I agree to do this? I'm like, how am I going to remember this 80 minute show? It's just Every you, time, right? It's yeah. just me. Oh, and then wow. by the end, I'd be like, this is the greatest thing I've ever done. Yeah, and I can't wait for tomorrow night. And then yeah. you back to but square then back one. To like, <laughs> Damn it, Will! What's your problem? What? Why? Yeah. And that was three months of that? Yeah. Oh, and eight wow. shows a week? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. But also, too, within the body of the show, didn't do myself any favors because Bush was known as giving everyone nicknames in his cabinet. Uh -huh. And so I'd go through, we'd bring the house lights up, uh -huh. <laughs> and I would say, uh, everyone knows I like to give nicknames, and what, a, what we're going to do is raise your hand, Give me your name and your profession. I'll give you a nickname. And I would just <laughs> oh. scatter shot go through the crowd. Uh -huh. And I was like, really? You got to save the last? Oh. I'd be like, oh, almost through the show. Oh, no. The hardest part oh. comes up. Yeah. I'll yeah. But I, obviously I'm drawn to holding my hand over the flame. Yes. In some way. And do you think maybe it's like to, to, to keep yourself awake? Like, like you kind of yeah, got to like, challenge yourself like, to stick to keep like mental, mentally agility. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I always feel like there's all these forks in the road where I'm like, yeah. mm, I could start coasting. Yeah, that seems I see like a path for me to start yeah. coasting. Oh, I better do this thing I don't want right, to do. Right, right, right. Yeah, that mixed with why are you doing it if mm. you're not going to do that? Right. Well, I was just going to say my favorite things you've done. And I have a lot of favorite movies of yours, but my favorite things are like, I was at a fucking Lakers game one time. Like, look over and <laughs> if you've not been to the Lakers game, there's like six or eight guys in red vests. I'm not sure what they do, but they're at the corner of the court. They're the security like, guys. They're the security yeah. guys. Yeah. But they're not, I mean, what, the red, ja red yeah, jackets. Yeah. What does that even mean? I'm not yeah. sure what they're doing, right. but right. at any rate, I'm like looking over, I'm like, that motherfucker looks so much like Will Ferrell. I mean, he must get that a lot. And you're just, you're standing there. There's no real bit beyond, to my knowledge, beyond just you're there in a red jacket. And I'm like, no, that is Will Ferrell. I'm like, honey, this fucking, now that's the thing you're saying you don't watch stuff and get angry. I've seen some stuff like that where I'm like, God damn it. Why haven't I thought to ask them if I can wear the red jacket and just stand there stoically for an hour and a half? Uh, How did that one come about? That was that outfit was a gift. Oh, 
of course, from well, of course. What a Adam McKay question. and Chris Hinchy, uh, and we had a stretch of time where we give each other really weird birthday gifts. Uh huh. They gave me a full regulation <laughs> Staples Center security <laughs> outfit. How they got it, I have no idea. But head to toe, the pants, the tie, yeah. the red jacket. Oh my goodness! And I opened it up, and I didn't laugh. Uh, and I was like, oh my God. <laughs> They're like, what? Do you not like it? I'm like, no, I love it so much. The problem is I'm going to actually have to wear it <laughs> during the game or this will be a complete failure. So it took me like that whole season. Okay. And I'm like, how do I do this? Because I don't want to, if I wear it in, they might go, where did you get that from? Right, mm. right. I didn't know how they would handle it, so I sure. so I snuck in the jacket. Oh, I wore. I had this whole plan, and you just had normal seats. And see, we happen to have courtside seats. Okay, and Chris Henchy <laughs> came with me, and he's like, "Okay, so I like so here. If I get tackled to the ground, what do we do?" He's like, "I'll just be there with if if I get escorted out." We had all this contingency, <laughs> and so I, I was like, "I got butterflies. I feel like I'm going to throw up," and then. <laughs> Uh, so I have everything ready to go. I just have to put the clip-on tie and the jacket. And we're like, okay, next next break, next time out, we're going for it. Uh -huh. And so I just threw it on and just got up and just stood the way those guys stand. Yes. With my back to the court looking at the crowd. Yes. And then there just became this ripple of like... All of us starting to is realize. Is that, will, like, who is that guy? Uh -huh. Your same reaction. Yes. Yeah. yes. I started to try to get out on the court. Right. Sure, of but course. To the guy's credit, who was closest to me, he was like, "I just can't have you." He's la he's trying not to laugh. They've yes. obviously been told, "Don't laugh at stuff." Right. And he. So you had no permission from no. Me. Oh God bless you. Oh, that makes That's me so, so happy. Great. And so he just said, "Just I just can't. Just please don't stand on the court." I'm like, great. So I just stood on the baseline. Yeah. Just super serious. <laughs> Yeah. And then I'm looking around and I can see they must have been talking to each other because I can see the red coat guys kind of ring the court. Yes. And they're all, and they all have the earpieces in. Looking around, ah. they're putting their finger to their ear, like, where is he? People What's are he probably doing? consulting like a protocol yeah. book in the office. Exactly. Yeah. Like what what are, what's our move? So here? then I sit back down and then <laughs> I get a tap on the shoulder. And I noticed that Shaq was there too. I was like, oh, he's sitting down way over in the corner. I get a tap on my shoulder and I was, and this guy comes up. He's like, hey, I'm blah, blah, blah. I'm buddies with Shaq. He thinks it's hilarious. He, he's getting ready to leave. Oh. Do you want to throw him out of the game? Oh, oh, wow. And I go, oh, yes, that's great. Yes. So the next commercial break. Oh, this thing just starts writing it itself. Going. I stand up, and but I kind of shift over. And, and uh, I keep looking over at Shaq and I keep motioning like, hey, knock it off. <laughs> hey, and he plays along beautifully. He's oh, like, well, he's he, an actor. He, yeah, he starts to throw his hands up like, what am I doing? And we do this whole little play where I'm like, that's it, come with me. Uh huh. And I escort him out. <laughs> and he's so large. So large. Oh. So large. And he's cracking up. Oh. And he, then the head of security comes. Party's over. And it was like, 
the guys loved it. <laughs> <laughs> you made their week. They thought of it as an homage. They were like, "Yes, you've noticed the them." The and yes, they really appreciate what you did tonight. Me right. acting like a jackass. <laughs> I don't want to get too lofty with this, but yeah. it's an art installation. Yeah, yeah, it, it is. It really yeah. is. It's a performance art piece. Yeah, yeah, it is. So, in my time with Jimmy Miller, I called him up and I said, "I really want to be in a reenactment. The worse the show, the better." And no lines, of course. I want to have to act out, like scream and do all that and like run and do all the things you'd see in a police show reenactment. And he immediately goes, oh, this is just like Will. He wanted to be a corpse on a show. Were you, you were a corpse on like a CSI type of a show? No, no, I didn't. I didn't get to do that. But I did. There was a CBS show <laughs> where we set it up like I was going to become a new and we had to tell cbs they couldn't promote it at all i did a, a fake name phil weston in the credits oh and uh, they but you set up the show god what was the name of the anyway uh, and we set up a whole a storyline where i'm like it looks like i'm going to be a new character in the show and then i'm <laughs> in the last scene i'm shot in the head oh okay yeah. Oh, so you did some acting in that I episode as got well. got murdered, yeah. Okay, I thought you just played but a corpse, which would have been... Up, I thought you were going to bring up the fact that what I really wanted to do is, you know the DR mower, uh, those those, oh, uh -huh. those commercials yeah, you and see they're on going late night? super tall weeds. And they're super tall weeds, <laughs> yeah, the yeah, wood chipper. Yeah. Yes. And it's just usually a guy. I was like, I want to be the guy <laughs> in pushing the uh, DR mower. Yes. And we got to the five-yard line, but the owner of the company was like, look, I can't guarantee that this won't leak. And we just wanted to show up on late night TV. Were you in a, did you make it into a late night commercial though? I feel like I saw you I in didn't. some bizarre, oh, yeah. that would be so great. You know, it only works yeah. if you stumble across But it. we got to do the Lifetime movie though. Yes. Chris and Wick. Yes. Yeah. So those are the kind of things that I have going like, yeah. oh, God damn it. Either why didn't I yeah. think of that or now that's yeah. done. Right. But you've done some right. really great things. But I've had some regrets. You have? I've had some regrets of moments I didn't capitalize on. Oh. One time being at the Golden Globes, sitting pretty close to the front, and the first category up was Best Song. Mm-hmm. And Prince won, but he was late. Oh. And it was Justin Timberlake was presenting it, and I was like, Gosh, you just walk up and accept the <laughs> yes, 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 And I yes. couldn't pull the trigger. I couldn't. Yeah. Yes. Well, That's can I tell you the one regret. I planned this year yeah. and it didn't come to fruition? Did you see Star is Born? I did. Okay, you know, when she wins, he comes up on stage and pees his pants. Well, my wife was yes. nominated for a Golden Globe this year. And if she won, was going to go, she went and then pee my pants, you know, get like a thing and then pee my pants right. on stage. Right. And we were like, this is so... For me, my own insecurities, I'm like, it's so dicey because people will really go like, oh, this fucking guy's got to steal her moment. Like, he's got to do it. Yeah. So that was my right, fear. Right. But I ran it by a bunch of people, and yeah. it, was, it was pretty collectively like, that like, would be a no, good, that'd be, great. That'd be yeah. worth it. Yeah. And she yeah. genuinely didn't want to make a speech. So she's like, this so would be a big like, help. Takes the pressure off of me. Yes, yes. Do this. Do this. Yeah. So um, she didn't win, and this never so happened. But happen. that was one that I was like really yeah. hoping that I could do yeah. that. But I am really curious about your time management theory on your yeah. life because clearly you're doing things that earn money yep and those have a certain priority right, right right and then you're doing things that you seem to be a player that loves playing the game like yeah. sure you're making a hundred million dollar contract but you seem yeah. to love playing the game and there's evidence of it like 
the Rose Bowl parade thing. Like, how did that come about? A, we were all yeah. watching it at a friend's house. We, we have this tradition. We sleep on New Year's Eve. Right. And we wake up and we watch the Rose Bowl. And yeah. I come downstairs, people are dying. And then, look, look what's happening. And I'm like, oh, God damn, this guy's got the good ideas. Like, how did, how did that even come about? That came about from a, a text from a dear friend. We, we share a lot of the same comedy sense. He was just like, you and Molly Shannon need to host the Rose Parade in character. I was like, dude, that is a brilliant idea. Yes. And so it took us a while to get it to get, you know, we pitched it to the Rose Parade. <laughs> they had one guy who really liked it, and then he had to convince sure. the rest of the panel. And Well, I imagine the conversation yeah. in a lot of these situations are like, wait, is he making fun of us? Probably we, that's we, we just pitched it that we, we were making fun of broadcasters. If anything, we were going to celebrate the the majesty of the rose parade and that how much we love it no matter the, the fact that no one will hire us yeah uh, but yeah. we'll keep coming back you know? uh, and just we <laughs> love it so much and we'll, we'll make fun of ourselves and our lives and our and yeah because of i guess probably the the success of it then it was like let's yeah. do the royal wedding yeah yeah we just we're, <laughs> we're, we're still thinking of other things we can sure. do Sure, but yeah, it I could was, see you guys like at the Kentucky Derby. We 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 talked about that. You did the der okay. Uh, I was hoping uh, our current president was going to do this military parade. Oh, about. that would have been we were like we were going to host that. Oh. We we're going to see if we could do that. <laughs> and then we were going to do like a telethon uh, where we talked about how tr how philanthropic our president is, and let's see how much money is he given. Uh -huh. to, let's check the clock. Let's check the telephone meter. <laughs> right. How much money he's That's given so to great. these very, and it still just stays on zero. <laughs> sure, sure, um, sure. But, uh, <laughs> but that was just fantastic. That first time we did on Amazon, oh. where half the people were like, "These are the worst broadcasts I've ever seen." Right. Some people didn't mixed with realize like, these are comedians. What are you talking about? Yes. Why does he keep talking about his fear of horses? <laughs> right. One of the comments was, "This may be the last time I." grandmother ever watches the parade and, oh boy and you guys have ruined it oh boy we were like you can switch the channel yes oh, yeah yes. yeah stay tuned for more armchair expert if you dare we are supported by wayfair it's exciting when you get your own place or even just a new space because you get to decorate it however you want I think we forget that decorating our homes can be a form of self-expression. I don't forget. I love it. You've never forgotten. <laughs> but if you're struggling to find the right pieces, I recommend checking out Wayfair. They'll help you create a space that's all you with sofas, chairs, dining tables, wall decor, and more. Whatever you need. I'm helping a friend redecorate. Mm -hmm. and it's so fun. And we just spent a ton of time on Wayfair picking out a beautiful couch. Oh, boy. I kind of need to peruse there to stock the downstairs. They have everything. It's really great. It's time to make your dream space a reality. Every style is welcome in the Waverhood. Visit Wayfair.com or get the Wayfair mobile app. That's W-A-Y-F-A-I-R.com. Wayfair. Every style. Every home. We are supported by Viator. Now, Monica, I'm going to Lisbon. 
Uh, so exciting. And I'm going to use Viator because, you know, I can book a tuk-tuk tour of the city on Viator. Yeah, I feel like you can look up even other fun things you guys can do together. Yeah, absolutely. That is where you go to find an experience while you're traveling. Because no matter where you're traveling or what you're interested in, Viator can help you plan better travel experiences. With over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, means you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Enjoy real travel reviews to get inside information from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. Plus, Viator offers 24-7 customer service so you know you'll get the support at any hour if things aren't going as planned. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking. Find travel experiences for you and do more with Viator. We are supported by New Balance. Whether you're going for your first ever jog around the park, getting ready for a marathon, or even picking up the pace on the last stretch before you get home, if you run, you're a runner. Whether you need shoes for comfort, stability, or race day speed, they've got you covered. Because the only right way to run is your way. New Balance. Run your way. Visit newbalance.com running to learn more. How much, yeah. how much writing goes into it and how much of it's strict improv? It, it's almost all scripted, uh-huh. but, but as is the nature and as is the one that happened this year, the fire, oh. yeah. that was all off. We didn't, you get a little diamond in your, yes. in your lap. Exactly. Yeah. That was spectacular. So I was so happy for yeah. both of you that that thing <laughs> caught a fire. I was sad for the people on it. And then I was like, very yeah. happy for you. But it's so much fun. When talk about the team thing. So we have Andrew Steele who writes it. He's in the booth going, talk about the fact that, you know, and Owen Burke, who is a UCB guy and works for us. So they'll give us ideas too, to riff on. So it's, it's a full circle moment though. I'm actually using the broadcast stuff that I thought I was going to do. Right. Because mm. you majored yeah. in sports broadcasting, yes. right? But then you, yes. you quickly, you pretty quickly decided that wasn't going to be for you. I just saw that that is just as hard as trying to get into Comedy. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. I thought, well, uh, yeah, go for the other one. I mean, now that we've talked for so long, I, it's not shocking. But again, I have probably these silly Michigan stereotypes in my head. Right. So even finding out you were in a fraternity, I was like, oh, yeah. is he? He said, oh, he was in a fraternity. Yeah. He's, oh, but yeah. you were. Yeah. And now that I know you, it makes perfect sense. Yeah. And that how, was, how did you end up in that? That was kind of the only fraternity I probably could have joined. Delta mm -hmm. Tau Delta. DTD. Uh -huh. They were kind of the anti fraternity. They were fraternity? a little bit of an animal. Yeah, it was like we really couldn't get anything together uh -huh. other than throw like a really good party. Uh huh. And it became like a stage for me. Right. So we'd have Monday chapter meetings, and I actually had a Monday night class for some reason, and I was the song chairman. Uh huh. Which <laughs> means sure. nothing. Yeah. But when you had a party with another sorority, you sing songs to each other. Oh. Uh, so I was in charge of running that. Yeah. There was no reason for the song chairman to ever speak in chapter. So chapter's the Monday meeting that starts the week off. <coughs> oh, your tracheotomy. Oh, you caught it. You caught it. It's caught. It's catching. Yeah, yeah. So I would tape these song chairman reports to be played <laughs> in chapter for no reason. Right. It was... It was 
just another way to write sketches. Yeah. And then I would hear back like, your stuff killed. Are you going to do another one for next week? And so that just became another. But you wouldn't even be there to I witness. I wouldn't be there. Oh my God. I mean, you want to talk about a pure motive. Yeah. You couldn't even no. witness yeah. the success of it. So. Wow. Okay. Where were you at with girls? Did the sports and the being really funny, did you always have girlfriends? No. Was, you didn't. It was not. It was not a. That was not your focus? Fruitful. It was not fruitful. Mm. It wasn't? It, it really is true. That girls don't like the funny guy till later. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's mm -hmm. probably true. Yeah, I guess in high school, you, yeah. you, you're so worried about your own status, and if someone can elevate they, yours. I would get a lot of like, hi, Will. You're so funny. <gasps> Pete Johnson, or whatever. Right. And I think at the end of the day, I was still too shy to try to even go there. Okay. So then I just would retreat to the comfort of my weird group of friends uh -huh. who once again, we'd go to a Friday night high school party, not necessarily to get drunk, but to, you know, take all of the frozen meats out of the refrigerator <laughs> right. and just start jamming them into a microwave <laughs> uh -huh. for no reason. Uh -huh. Yeah. And then when, the, Putting things in the when toaster. someone would come up and go, what are you guys doing? We're like, oh, Johnny told us to just start microwaving stuff. <laughs> 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 Did you guys talk to Johnny? Okay, hold on. Where's Johnny? <laughs> and just create mass confusion. Sure. And then just leave. So right. once again, art installation pieces yeah. in your in youth. real life. Yeah. So when you met Viv. Yeah, met her in an acting program. I find this so fascinating. Yeah. She And she still is, right? She's an art auctioneer? Yeah, she still and is it, does it a little bit. Yeah, here and there. Is my idea of what that is accurate? Like, does she talk fast? Can she do she that whole can. thing? It's not. This is life. Is not a movie. Oh, man. Bummer. Well, it's I watch not, car auctions and they do go. Yeah, Raggedy and Dandy coming down the stretch. No, Vivica the in the art world, and she'll do our school auction. Uh huh. Because all these LA schools have big gala evenings and then fundraising. Exactly. And um, she can pick up the pace. She can. Yeah. And, and you did mm -hmm. that for a minute, right? Uh, I, when you she, first were dating? When we were, we were still just friends, and she got me a job at the art auction house as okay. the appraisal coordinator. Oh. I was the appraisal coordinator. Meaning yes. the appraiser would get there and you'd walk him or no, her to I the would, piece? Or? I would... <laughs> <laughs> right this way. Yeah. To You're look. coordinating yes. the appraisal. I, I would field phone calls mm. and someone would say, I have, you know, something I need looked at. I'd coordinate the appraiser to visit them. Uh-huh. And I'd also type up the appraisals after they were done with them. Had a fantastic moment where the where the president of the company was like, because I had a I had a stretch where I was leaving a lot and uh -huh. had a massive pile of work piling up. And <laughs> sure, sure. He, Un unappraised. He, uh, unappraised. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and he said, uh, I need to talk to you. And I'm like, okay. He's like, uh, you are on thin ice, my friend. <laughs> oh. What's going on? And uh, I was like, I'm just going to hit him with brutal honesty. I'm like, you're absolutely right. It's unacceptable. He's like, okay. What? Uh, <laughs> so you're really behind I'm like I know it's terrible it's not good he's like idea well this stuff needs to be done do you have any idea I have no idea when it will be done <laughs> but best efforts will be made to complete the work but you never went so far as to say I don't value this job no okay yeah <laughs> maybe you're gonna go all the way no, and he's no, no. gonna promote you no, to like I, manager and, but it stunned him so much yeah that I accepted how how poor my job performance was <laughs> right he's like okay well 
Well, it's so refreshing, I'd imagine. Just shape up. And I'm right. like, you got it. And then um, I actually got Saturday Night Live while still working at that job, but I had no money. So I still had to work at the job for three months. Oh, after. wow. Knowing that you were And people were like, SNL didn't bound. you get high? And I go, yep. <laughs> I still got to get through these appraisals. <laughs> at my $10 an hour job. Yeah. Oh, that's phenomenal. He met in an acting class. Sorry. She helped you get a job. Yeah. And, but you had a girlfriend. That's fine. I'm sure everything yeah. was above oh, board. Oh, oh. But, and, but, but at what point do things get romantic? Did you, from the second you met well, her, like, I like her? No, from the moment I met her, I was like... Oh, I'm gonna marry her. I'm gonna marry her. You did think that? Yeah. Oh, actually, I don't know if I was that bold. Okay. It was. It was more like, gosh, that's the that's who I would marry. Want to be with? But we were just friends, and there was something, some some sparks. sparks. There was, but I was like, ah, we'll just always be friends. But I had the girlfriend SNL, and this person was putting on the full court press of like, what, what's happening? Right. Like, like you well, just got drafted to exactly. the NBA. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, well you have to understand. It's like those contracts are the first one. I'm just guaranteed nine shows. Mm. Yeah. And then, uh, then they'll pick you up for the rest of the season. Right. So I don't think we can, I don't know. Yeah. And, uh, I have to know, I have to know. Viv and I would also talk as friends and I realized, oh, we're having two-hour conversations on the phone, right? Right. Cross country. Yes. And and I'm then not having the same amount of time. Yeah. Yes. With the gal who wants you to propose yes. to her. I think after that first year on the show, I came back to LA, and I remember thinking, God, I really like this girl because she she asked if we would go walk her dog in Runyon Canyon, and the Lakers are playing. It's a playoff game. Uh oh. I was like, I'm willing to <laughs> miss watching the Lakers oh. to go walk her dog with Aww. her. I was like, yeah, let's go. And then she's like, do you want to have a beer later? I was like, okay. And so we're sitting in her backyard and she drank a beer in about two sips. Oh, good. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, that's, and she goes, do you want another beer? I'm like, I'm not even done with the first one. Uh -huh. And uh, I'm like, yeah, sure. And I'm there I am double fisted. With, I remember it was not very good beer. Either. It was like, like a Michelob or, or something. A natural light. Yeah. Oh, yeah. even worse. Okay. <laughs> Milwaukee's best yeah. natural light. And, uh, uh, I think I'm falling in love with her. Right. She was pounding natty lights yeah. in the backyard. And then, to her credit, bless her heart. She was like, so I think I still like you. Oh. And I blow it by going, oh my God, I just told my uncle that you're the one I would marry. Uh, oh boy. She's like, okay, you should leave now. <laughs> I like showed all my cars yeah. right away. Sure. And then she <laughs> drove me home that, this was like a late afternoon. Yeah. Beers in the late afternoon. God, I love her. And then she drops me off and I thought, oh, we, we're going to kiss. I go for the kiss. I get the cheek. Oh. oh, and then she was like, "I just have to let you know too. I'm kind of seeing someone okay. though now." And I'm oh, like, "That helps." I was like, "Oh, okay. So what? Is, what is going on here?" And then I got pouty and weird. And then sure, that whole summer I came back to LA, and we that began the re courtship. And uh huh. By the end of that summer, it was like, hey, "Is this a thing?" Yeah, and it was, and it held yeah. up. Yeah. And when yeah. did she move here from Sweden? She she grew up here. Oh, she did. Yeah. She, oh, I thought she she was like a year old. Oh, so she okay. Grew up in, the, in the Boston, yeah. You guys still yeah. you you have like a cottage in Sweden yeah, or something, yeah. And you guys will spend the summer there. Yeah, that's where we 
That's what but we're not because for. you're going to visit her home or anything. No, 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 no. They didn't go back to visit when she was growing up that much. Mm-hmm. And so later in her college years, she, she was back visiting like her cousins, uh, and, and kind of spending a couple weeks at a time and, and feeling kind of resentful. Like, why didn't we go back yeah. here more? This Eden. Yeah, and 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 no, it's so Sweden. Oh, sorry, Sweden. Yeah, sorry, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a yeah. There's well, sometimes an S and a W. Or yeah, I, I was pronouncing it the Swedish yeah. way, the Edish way. <laughs> Eden, welcome to Eden. <laughs> so we started going, uh huh. And then I think she was just like, "Oh, I'm I didn't get this as a as a child, so I'm gonna I want to give it to our kids." You also went beyond that. First of all, uh, you have my. Th- Three of my top ten boys' names I've ever heard. Yeah, all, yeah. you got all three of them. Magnus. Yeah, yep. My brother-in-law is a Magnus. Oh, he we is. Always love that name. Oh, it's great. And it's an homage to Big Magnus. And uh, so we have Stur Magnus and Lille Magnus. Oh, yeah. but Lille Magnus is now fifteen and, and getting big, probably, and a big dude. Now, did you have this feeling that the first time I went to Sweden? Yeah, I was walking around in Stockholm. Yeah, and for the first time in my life, yeah, I felt dead average. <laughs> did you i was like i am the dead average height here like oh, half yeah, the guys yeah. are taller than yeah. me very few are shorter than me not only that i also well i've never been known to have a sense of style but felt even more unstylish oh of course because they're wearing these fine tailored suits uh-huh, uh leather with, loafers with the no tie mm-hmm. um it's chic and it's a good look yeah and yeah and it was the first time when we were first over there you know the cell phones caught on quicker over there was and nokia and nokia was huge and also do you remember the old the wire where you'd listen and it had the microphone mid yes absolutely cord mm-hmm. i kept seeing all these well-dressed crazy people talking to themselves because <laughs> i wasn't seeing the wire i was like there's another guy look at him <laughs> stockbroker he's just talking to himself boy we got used to that in two seconds didn't we i remember yeah. the first few times i saw yeah. that i was like oh this guy's bonkers yeah and now i'm like yeah, yeah. everyone's just talking yeah. to themselves magnus paul and farrell then we have matthias sven oh. sven is Viv's dad, Axel Skoogland, which oh. is Viv's mother's maiden name. Skoogland. Oh. Skoogland. Small oh. wood. Ooh, Skoogland. Like a small forest, a Skoogland. Oh, and, yeah. and, and I feel like it's evolved of you that you've just adopted this whole Swedish thing. I love it. Yeah, yeah. I really like that you've embraced it and um, wanted it. Was to... The first time I went over there, I was like, this is the greatest place ever. Yeah. Super happy people. Right. All seem to have... A good a good lock on like work and real life and yeah. Uh, I remember we were on a train going from Barcelona to Rome and we, we happened to be stuck in like a six person thing, my girlfriend and I with four girls from Sweden yeah. on, on, on holiday. And they, two of them had been exchange students, in, in, one in Atlanta and one somewhere else. And they just hated how much we said thank you and please <laughs> and all these weird like little customary civil right, right. civil you know whatever yeah. you say niceties yeah. niceties they couldn't stand it they thought and it was, was fake yes yeah, it yeah. Is. and i'm like oh i kind of yeah, like it this I, it was the first time i thought oh kinda yeah we refreshing. do a bunch of malarkey. also too the funny thing too is uh, the swedes have this thing of like i know exactly who you are but i'm not going to look at you oh i like that because you were the same right yeah. we're the same people I that's like right that. They and they have a thing called law gum, which is like 
not too much and not too little. It's just logom. It's just like oh. a perfect. Like if something is logom, it's like ah, oh, that was that was just right. Yeah. Right. Did you go to the Vasa Ship Museum? No. What's the what is it? It is well. It's the number one museum in Scandinavia. What oh. do you mean? What is? It? <laughs> I'm so sorry. Yeah. First of all, I'm so so sorry. <laughs> I'm really Whoa. sorry. What what's on no, display there? No, it's this amazing museum that's also this amazing story of, that has affected Swedish culture, which is. For 400 years, this Vasa ship, so King Gustav Vasa, when Sweden was ruling the world, mm -hmm. they were actually a military and naval power. They, they were building these warships, and he wanted this extra tall warship. Uh-huh. Super tall. And, like, <laughs> tallest of all time. Uh -huh. And they set out to build the warship. And the architect of the warship was like, Hey, uh, King Vasa, can I talk to you for a second? Side note. Oh, side note. The specs you've given us, it is going to tip over immediately. Right. And uh, I'm just telling you, we're like, we just started building it. I'm not yeah. feeling good. Right. He's like, I don't give a shit. You're wrong. Keep building it. Yeah. Halfway through construction. Vasa, can I talk to you for a <laughs> We're halfway through now, and now I can definitely see <laughs> that it's going to immediately tip over as soon. It, it won't be able to sail. Yeah. You're full of shit. Okay. Shipbuilder dies. Son oh. takes over. Oh, boy. He's about to finish it. Third round of meeting with King Gustav. I was like, you remember my dad. You remember what he said to you? <laughs> Look, dad, I know he's stubborn, but... He actually is right on this one. It's going to tip over immediately. <laughs> is it done? It's 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 done. But we really shouldn't. It, I don't care. Let's do it Tuesday of next week. We'll have a big ceremony. They crack the bottle of champagne. <laughs> they set it on his way. Oh, my goodness. The sails unfurl. It gets about 30 seconds out. A gust of wind oh, takes Jesus. it. It lilts to one side. All the cannons rush to that side. Oh, my God. And it sinks, oh, as predicted, uh -huh. where it sits at the bottom of Stockholm Harbor for 400 years. Whoa. Oh, wow. So because of the conditions of the silt and the mud, for some reason, it that? preserved it, and it didn't allow this certain kind of worm that would nor normally eat through all the wood. Yeah. So it sat there, perfectly preserved oh, my for 400 goodness. years. So post-World War II Sweden, 1950s, they're flush with cash because yeah. they were neutral, they didn't have to fight the war. They had all this iron ore, and they were like, we got a lot of money. Let's dig up the boat. So they do this amazing reclamation of where they figure out, they dig underneath, they do these balloons, they in, they raise it up to oh, the surface. with balloons. With balloons. So there it sits, perfectly preserved, this massive warship, and it's this amazing museum Wooden. built around it. Oh, wow. And there's over a million visitors a year who come to see the Vasa ship, but it's this the combination of man's hubris. And, sure. But even after, Vasa will not give up. So they have a trial. Why did this happen? Oh, he wants he heads wants to answers. roll. He wants oh, answers. Even though he had been given the, the answers son the of whole. The shipbuilder is still saying, once again, as I've said 15 <laughs> times, it was too narrow for how tall it was built. And they're like, nope. <laughs> we think it was witchcraft. They, they, oh. they, yeah, they thought it was witches. They tried to figure out what happened. Wow. But someone was telling me, because of that moment culturally, that's why the Swedes have always been, they don't ever get too 
cocky ever. Uh-huh. And it kind of led to sharing and socialism and all that stuff like that. Yeah. So, anyway. Well, yeah, my personal thing with, with getting sober is basically for a decade, yeah. life was like either a zero yep. or an 11. Yeah. Yeah. And really being sober, just learning yeah. to live between and five and okay. seven. Yeah, five and seven. And that's ideal. Good. Exactly. But I have a quick oh. question yes. about Ron Burgundy because yeah. it's your podcast, right? Right, right. You're not sick of that character. No, I'm not. By the way, nobody else is. Everybody wants that not I haven't stop. gotten, I feel like I've just piecemealed him out enough. Yeah. And I've just done, I mean, we did the two, these, the two movies and then I've just occasionally done him Popped at up. like a charity thing yeah. or this and a that and then the idea for the podcast yeah but so up. people aren't constantly like asking you to not do him. so much that's good yeah i could see unless your... you're at it'll happen in like a junket or you're at a live thing and be like what would ron burgundy exactly. say yeah yeah now? exactly oh i don't know <laughs> yeah that, <laughs> that's sure sort of what, what i'm say. asking like aren't yeah <laughs> <laughs> and then I shut down. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, Start sweating profusely. Exactly. Yep. Yep. But the medium is so kind of yeah. wide open. Yeah, and you obviously. get to do it your own way. But I find myself as Ron Burgundy asking a cybersecurity expert. Uh-huh. You know, <laughs> so, yeah. So we have like real Great. So that was my yeah, question. So you yeah. have legitimate guests. We have the weirdest array. Yeah. Experts, scientists. So we interviewed an 11 year old girl on bullying. So okay. We had things like that. Uh-huh. And she okay. was hilarious. She was so funny. Really? And had this great little attitude and at one point made Ron cry. Uh-huh. <laughs> and, uh, and then we've, we've had like RuPaul. Uh huh. You know, and then we just did one that was like a radio play where we were like on our way to the podcast and we got stuck in an elevator uh-huh. with three other people uh-huh. and one woman speaking Spanish the entire time. Uh-huh. So, um, <laughs> of all your characters, I feel like personally that would be the yeah. one I would want to do a lot because it's almost yeah. like your id. Like yeah, it's, it's yeah, like yeah. you get to take your id for a walk. Yeah. And then secondly, I want to ask you this: um, I have certain characters where I can say words I don't know normally. Mm-hmm. It's the weird, mm-hmm. it sounds so goofy to say that, but like when I do exactly. Frito from Idiocracy. Right, right. As soon as I start talking like yeah, this, yeah. like all these words I don't normally use start sounding Same perfect. Ron Burke. Mm-hmm. I'm sometimes way more articulate as Ron, and I'm like, oh, I would have not used that vocabulary word. Yes, yeah. like yeah. it's interesting that um, some characters lend themselves yeah. to improv so yeah, right, well. Right, and there are great moments of recall with Ron where I'll start to remember distant references to uh, that I normally would be like, what's the name of that band? Right. Mm. Then Ron will be like, Kaga Kaja Gugu, that band. <laughs> He'll know it, but not Will won't know it. Uh-huh. Yeah, it, it, but that is a, so, a weird thing. So you're doing the podcast, but you are in a unique position. I would imagine you have to police yourself because yeah. you're in a position that you could get most things made. Yes and no. You must have a process by which if you get on fire for an idea... Do you have like a little window where you're like, just sit on this for oh, two weeks, three weeks, whatever, yeah. to make sure that this is something I really right. want to get up and running because yeah, it could happen. Once it, once it goes, it'll start to, it'll start to heat up quickly. And and but yet I've just recently come across uh, 
things where I thought it was, boy, what a great idea. And then gone around town and everyone just went, nope. Really? Yeah. Wow. So, so oh, wow. that's why. That's a new that's experience why I for you. Yeah. When you were like, well, you can quite. And I'm like, not. It's a, it's, well, the, it's becoming a, f- the movie landscape, right? Ca- comedy yeah. is really hard right yeah, now. Totally. Do you have a theory on that? I don't know. What's, but, what's curious is it's very easy to see what happened to the $40 million drama movies. It's yeah. very easy to see they yeah. disappeared, yeah. but they went to TV. There's, yeah, there's right. this huge explosion right. of great drama that's on television and the, and the audience is there. Now, the film comedies have vanished a lot uh, in large part, yeah. but you, you've not seen any of the comedy TV shows uptick. They're all, no. they've kind of precipitously now, dropped too. what we view as comedy on TV is also has a lot of real elements to it and some drama. of my favorite shit yeah master of none i right. love it's and, like and and it's great stuff but uh yeah that super funny ensemble kind of linear through line uh-huh where you're either like here's a crazy character i want to watch go from point a to point z yeah or here's the hangover this crazy premise i want to see yes followed through on i don't know yeah, I don't know what's happening. But don't we still want to col- go as a group and collectively watch a funny movie? This is the last thing I was going to say to you. I was in New Zealand when Elf came out, and I went to see Elf with yeah. like, I don't know, six people. They didn't want to go. I had to drag them. Yep. <laughs> two of them I drugged. Literally. Literally. <laughs> and then I dragged two. <laughs> I drugged two and dragged two. So we're watching the movie. <laughs> it's so great. There's, it's packed. It's like crescendoing. Yeah. And I hear, Daddy, I like him so much. I like him so much. I turn around and there's a six-year-old girl standing on her seat. Wow. She's standing on her seat saying, I like him so, I like him so much. And then everyone in the movie theater who's already happy and enjoying the thing now also witnesses this six-year-old having the, maybe the best experience of her life yet. And that shared thing. Yeah. I get real sad to think my yeah. girls won't have that. Yeah. Yeah. You know? I know. I don't know if our boy, if, if my boys are like, the nine-year-old still is in the animated zone. Okay, right. So he'll see the billboard and have to go see that. Right. But you got a 15-year-old, six, six, right? The 12-year-old is like, oh, I want to see that. Oh, I want to. He's, he's a fan. He's a consumer. He's uh-huh. a fan. But he still sees more things at home or at a friend's house. Right. And the and the fifteen year old, I don't short of like using it as a social thing to uh-huh. go meet friends and go see a movie. It's there's not that thing of like, oh my gosh, I just saw Eddie Murphy in a trailer, and I I ha- I literally have to see Beverly Hills Cop. I'm marking it in my calendar. I literally have to see it. Yes. So yeah, because there's so many outlets. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so I don't know. We've mourned the loss of that. Um, but Will, I love you. I'm so oh, grateful thanks. that you came in thanks and talked so to us. Much. When does Ron Burgundy come out? No, the it's, podcast. It's out there. It's, it's already out. out there. Oh yeah. Okay. What's the exact title of it? It's just the Ron Burgundy podcast. The Ron Burgundy yeah, podcast. That's it. Okay. It's out there. Well, I can't wait to start listening. And anything else you need to promote? Ron? Gonna, uh. Let's see. What else do I need to promote? I I need to promote seeing eye dogs for the blind. Oh yeah. I mean, I think that's something we should still promote. <laughs> we should. Yeah. Um. All right. Well, we're gonna we're gonna listen to Ron Burgundy, the Ron Burgundy podcast. We're gonna buy a couple seeing eye dogs for. The- <laughs> there was a charity. I think we still give money to it. It was uh, seeing eye dogs that didn't pass. 
Oh, oh wow. They, they, they couldn't quite get it down. That almost feels and like they the have jerk to be adopted <laughs> because uh, they dogs that didn't make yeah, the Yeah, they didn't cut. make the cut. All right. Um, Will Farrell, thank you so much. I adore you. Um, the last time we bumped into each other, we were both doing medical stuff. I was going to see a dermatologist oh, and you, right. you were in a building, maybe seeing a dentist. And I thought this is such an old man way to bump into each other. All right. Well, All I right. adore you. Thanks for giving us your time. Thanks for having me. 